The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. What's going on, Chris? <laughs> William Shatton, up, what's dude. going on, Chris? Yes, yes, dude. Um, nothing, man. What's going on with you? Nothing, man. Right before we started, uh, and I want to just get right into it, AI we were again. talking about... Yeah, I guess we were talking oh, about Oh, that. you mean after... Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> we were talking about Skinamarink. yes. Skinamarink was, we talked about, I think we touched on it a little bit on an mm-hmm. episode earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we mentioned it briefly. Yeah, Skinamarink is, a, is the, a, a micro-budget horror film. I think it was like $15,000. Uh, Canadian horror I didn't even know it was Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, $15,000. And apparently it hit the the, the film circuit, the, the festival circuit, like yep. whatever film it was festival Friday. was sent at. Oh, or oh it the played film at, festivals. Okay, yeah, yeah. Blew people away. People yeah. were like, holy fuck. So then it went from there to theaters now. Yep. As but of last Friday. Select. Select theaters. Yes. And yeah, as of last Friday. And I have been seeing like every headline I've seen so far mm-hmm. has been it would it reminds me of the buzz. It reminds me of the excitement of when Blair Witch came out. Mm. This idea that a an indie film made you know, at this quality, made this way with this budget becomes like came out everybody's of talking about. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And yeah, dude. So it's playing in select theaters. Everybody's saying this is legit horrifying. It's scary. One of the best things, you know, in a while. Immediately, like it's it's getting crazy praise. Good. good so good, good. we got to go see it. Yes. Because I it don't is know. coming to shutter soon. I don't know what day is it coming to shutter. I think I read today, like February second or third. Oh, that's still like a few weeks away. Yeah, I know. I feel like I have to see this before then. I know. Um, but yeah, yeah. I've I've, I've only been hearing good things about it so i and i i'm the one who well no you sent it to me i think yeah um and then from there i was sold again on the trailer yeah. so i've been wanting to see this wanting to see it now that it's out in theaters hell yeah dude so yeah we're gonna check this movie out but um i can't it, it's crazy because the trailer for it was is just so basic it's so yeah. nothing at all nothing that gives away anything about, even about what the movie is but it's just something so unsettling the aesthetic the, the way it editing looks. yeah it it's, just gripped me yeah and so. it has a feel of the that like old seventies horror, like that yeah. kind of yeah, almost yeah. like a grindhouse style film. Yeah, that's what it feels like. We're gonna get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to check that out. Um, other than that, I don't think there's anything else going on in movie news. Is there? Scream trailer supposed to be coming out tomorrow. Ooh, Hayden Panettiere's back. Yeah, more than the 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 uh, teaser. Yep. So oh, it's yeah. coming up uh, like a month and a half. I did see a, a picture still of her mm-hmm. on the set. Yep, yep. So what her character looks like, which now I have to go back and rewatch the one Four. she's in again just to like be like, oh, that's right. That's who yeah, her character is. That's the one is. I think I remember the least. So yeah. if I watch that one and, 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 um, and five again. Yeah, dude. Fuck, I don't know. Maybe I'll just watch them all again. <laughs> Why not? Anything else going on? Not horror, that I've seen. Not horror really. Horror movie news. 
No, not that I can think of. All right. Well, we're not doing our 80s movies right now. We nope. took a break. Yep. We, we just f- finished 86 doing the interlude. Yep. Slight interlude. Yep. We're doing Alfred Hitchcock films. Yeah. 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 The first one we dove into is a movie that I said we're going to watch this. Okay. Because you said the only Alfred Hitchcock film you'd ever seen was Psycho. Yeah. Like, I'm familiar with some of the other films he's done, but the only one but I've actually seen. ever seen was Psycho. So I was like, I want you to watch this one first because I want to talk about this one. This is one of my favorite ones. Okay. I saw it. And so I think I said that the last episode, so that's not giving anything away in terms of my thoughts. We'll get deeper into my thoughts after it, but to let the people know what we're talking about, if they ignored the title when they downloaded this episode mm-hmm. of the podcast. Or we're if it just <laughs> jumped into it. Yeah. We're talking about Rear Window. This is the scene of the crime. A crime of passion filmed in a way you have never seen before. And as no one else would dare attempt, but the screen's master of suspense, the producer-director who shocked the world with Psycho. This is the apartment of a man named Jeffries, a news photographer whose beat used to be the world. Right now, his world has shrunk down to the size of this window. He's been watching the people across the way. Nobody seems to pull their blinds during a hot spell like this. He knows a lot about them by now. Too much, perhaps. For instance, down there on the second floor, the woman pacing about. He calls her Miss Lonely Hearts, so lonely that even death seems like a friend. These are the newlyweds on a honeymoon no one will ever forget. He calls her Miss Hearing Aid, an artist of a very odd and strange art. The songwriter who plays the same melody over and over again. A genius or insane? This is the traveling salesman and his invalid wife. Out of their arguments and nagging comes a weird kind of love. Miss Torso, the body beautiful. That is, viewed from a safe distance. Those are just a few of my neighbors. First, I watched them just to kill time, but then I couldn't take my eyes off them, just as you won't be able to. And you won't be able to take your eyes off the glowing beauty of Grace Kelly, who shares the heart and curiosity of James Stewart in this story of a romance shadowed by the terror of a horrifying secret. Nineteen fifty-four, I believe. You know, it's a fifties movie. You can see it. Oh yeah, you I can tell. It. You can tell right by right when it begins, the way it comes in with the um, with the credits. I love and everything it. like that. Okay, so here we go. Same mm-hmm. as always, we walk out of the theater. It's your first time ever seeing it. So your first yes. time after you watched it and finished it, what'd you think? Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, more so after the first watch. Like I watched it the first time and I enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. cons- uh, um, further watch throughs, I enjoyed it more. Okay. Um, I've I've seen it uh, three, 
if you want to call it three, two and a half times now. Okay. Um, and I and I really did. There was a lot to enjoy about this because it's not, again, it's not like a typical 80s horror. It's not like your typical right. modern horror. Right. Um, it's more of a thriller. Yeah, I wouldn't even really maybe even necessarily consider this a, a horror movie. Yeah, more of a thriller, I'd say. And, yeah. and thrillers, depending on how they're done, can and be. like this, suspenseful thrillers can be yeah. categorized as horror, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and that's and what Hitchcock is well known for is his thriller and his horror. Yeah. You know and there I mean? is a killer involved in this. Yes, there is murdering killers. Yes. So, so it it's is some gruesome you know, shit. Like could, it's very <laughs> gruesome the things they talk about. Yeah. Without being gruesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. So your first thought, you liked it, huh? I did. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. This was this was a movie that from the first time I saw it, I fell in love with it. When did you see it for the first time? Oh God, dude, I had to be in like early twenties. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had to be in my early twenties. Um, I was in this phase where I was like, I want to watch as many Alfred Hitchcock films as I can rent as many and watch them as many as I can, because Mm -hmm. like, I loved a few of his films that I had already seen. Um, like psycho, obviously birds. Uh, so I was like, I want to check out some of his other films. And then when I saw this one, I mean, I fell in love with it immediately, immediately. Yeah. I love the idea that it all takes place here within this one area. Basically one room. Apartment. Yeah, almost. The yeah. apartment and the courtyard and, and that's it. Like this is the whole mm-hmm. area and that's it. I loved it. I loved that our main character didn't like go here, there. The, the story doesn't go from his house and then all of a sudden he's at the bank and then later he's at the pool hall and yeah. you know, it's none of that. Yeah. It's all here. Yep. And- the, the I think it's the way he does like the tension in this movie. Okay. All of these moments of like just kind of being a voyeur. Watch it because we all do it now kind of secondhand, right? So yep. reality TV shows, people love watching that shit. Yep. Right. But even myself, like I'll find myself watching what's going on with my neighbors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And just like in this movie, in real life, we have names for the neighbors who that's not their real names. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, so, like nicknames, things yes. like that. Yes, Like we yes, had Jazzman, yes. right, mm-hmm. who sadly passed away. Yes. But we had Jazzman. We have we have uh, the uh, white dog people. Okay. Do you know what I mean? We have um, – like, so that's how we know Even them. Even from a kid, that's how I kind of like identified my neighbors. Yeah. I didn't know who they were. Yeah. You know, Mr. so you got to find pants. some sort of attributive uh, uh, factor to give to them so yeah. you can – because that's human nature, yeah. categorizing and, you know. Uh-huh. So with that said uh, – Immediately, it was something I was identifiable. I could okay. identify with that, right? Yeah, yeah. And just, yeah, the, everything about it, the way it's shot, the way it looks, the era, because mm-hmm. I, I do love watching films uh, that were filmed during that time, but when the story takes place in that time, like it's not trying to be like an older, you know like what I mean? Sci fi like, movie in the yes, future. Exactly. Or, it literally um, takes. So we're getting a glimpse yeah. of life in and 1953, 1954, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, fashion, hairstyles, the way people talk to each other. Yeah. And I love old school style acting. And I say old school style because like the way they act in this film, people don't, it, that acting it's doesn't exist like as anymore. much anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like people decided instead of acting and being a certain way where it's a little bit more grandiose, just be normal and be natural and just be whatever. Well, it's, it's like back then it was like still... Theatrical, like almost it was the like 50, a play. So, so film was only maybe twenty, maybe if you want to go thirty years old. Yeah. So it's still kind of pulling everything over from the stage, right? Because this very much felt like a stage play almost on film, right? Um, How about that fucking set? 
dude yeah i got i got things to say about that set oh you're gonna bring it up for tidbits oh, yeah, okay yeah, cool yeah. cool yeah let's talk um, about that in tidbits then yeah yeah but yeah dude everything about it i absolutely because i feel like nowadays and even even maybe post 60s starting in the 70s more so going into the 80s the mindset for acting started to become i got to become the character instead of i'm gonna put myself as this character and act and act uh, now right. they say we don't want to see you act. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the mentality. So it, it's very different. Yeah, very but I different. love. And this if style. you don't, and if you don't have an appreciation for that, you're coming into a movie like this and coming out of it with like, well, because eh. I can see how because movies from this time period are hit or miss for me. They really are. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, it's why I'm always a little worried when I'm, I'm watching a movie from like this time period because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be into this, if I'm going to like it. Uh, but this was not that. This was the complete opposite. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, yeah, um, thoroughly, thoroughly glad you suggested this one. How about? And I want to mention some of these things before we actually get into what the story is. How about like some of his camera work? Mm. The way he opens the film, you know, mm-hmm. you, like you see the you see the window and you see kind of the courtyard, but yep. then it zooms into there, mm-hmm. right? And then we cut to another shot outside. Mm-hmm. Where then then it, we Kinda follow like it up, shif- shifting around, we showing new people, things. introducing people in the courtyard, pulls right back into who our main character is, who yep. sleep in there, right? So yep. like, how about that? That idea like of the like, work and look at this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. Very and ahead of Pull time. it this way. For yes, sure. I love it. I love For stuff sure. like that, dude. Yeah. And yeah, just the de- attention to detail, knowing it's a set, and like mm-hmm. knowing where the cards are going by, the the way shit looks in the distance, the lighting on the place, dude. It was, yeah, it's so like yeah, because you're seeing in a lot of something, not a lot of shots, but in some shots, you're seeing the sky. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like the sky yeah. is lit up. You know what I mean? And and it's the sun, um, but it's not. He had certain ways of showing things and like really kind of capturing feeling mm-hmm. and the moment based on his camera shots. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The moment when when Jeff's waking up, right? Okay. And and Lisa's first getting there. Yes. Grace Kelly, I mean, the a beauty in her time. Like she mm-hmm. was considered one of these more glamorous Hollywood women, right? Grace yeah. Kelly's one of those like kind of iconic yes yep and he wants to make sure we are all aware of how beautiful this woman is with this shot of her instead of instead of a a kind of a pulled out shot watching her enter the room she goes towards the camera looking directly into the camera and moves into it right Mm -hmm. and then when they're that later on when they're kind of making out she's trying to get him to pay attention to her she's like nuzzling him and kissing we're tight we are tight in there the whole time yeah, we are yeah, right yeah. in there and intimate. intimate yes yes he knew how to use a camera to evoke those things dude mm-hmm. and that's what i love about yeah, Hitchcock. he was on a different level than, oh, yeah, than, dude. than everybody at his time he really was so that's why i wanted you to see this one first because you got to appreciate psycho in terms which of, was after this because that was 60 right in terms of tension and all yep. that stuff i wanted you to be able to see the nuances of what he did his storytelling all of these kinds of things good uh, and good. i'm glad you enjoyed it dude i yeah, really yeah, am yeah. glad so yeah uh, the idea is a very simple idea very simple right and and i've seen it before i don't know if i've seen it like before 1954 in movies but this this reminded me a lot of um remember disturbia yep because they, bar- they borrowed, borrowed heavily from, from it. it yeah um and there was another movie that we watched in in a film class but i can't remember what it was called that was kind of similar about a guy watching out his window yeah there's a lot that they even did a remake of this with christopher, with christopher reeve, reeve um after his accident so he really was, was paralyzed in a wheelchair yeah um so yeah so we follow this guy jeff right yep. 
um, played by um, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Uh, of It's a Wonderful Life fame, mm-hmm. right? About say, eight years earlier, It's a Wonderful Life in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, now he's a little older. Yep. He's got a little bit more gray. He's a little bit of an older man, right? Yep. But he's still Jimmy Stewart. Still has his way of talking. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He talks like that. He's, he's funny, too. And he, he, he draws out certain syllables when he uh-huh. speaks. Uh, which like I, every time I watch this movie over, I, I like, I, I pay, pay attention, attention to the way he says patterns. it. It's, yeah. it's, it's insane. <laughs> um, but so right away we open with this dude, like, like I said, uh, mm-hmm. Hitchcock establishes, this is our set. Yep. This is these, this is the building. It's this a courtyard. Some of our, he introduces some of the, um, some of the neighbors, some There's of the a, players. In yes. This. We have all these open with, so the, one of the things he establishes is that it is hot as fuck. He yes. shows us a, a, a thermometer so that you can see it's almost hitting a hundred. It's so hot, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's so hot and we're talking the fifties. So air conditioning wasn't, wasn't as really easy. Right. Everyone's windows today. are open. Yes. Right. There's a couple who sleeps on their balcony because it's, it's cooler so out hot. there, yeah. right? Um, oh, the fire escape. Or the yeah, fire yeah. fire escape balcony, right? There's, um, you know, there, there's this dude that he's a, a musician. He's writing piano oh, music. Piano in a studio. He's got, everybody's got their windows open, mm-hmm. right? And so our first establishing shot is all of these windows and the types of people, right? There's the one woman who she's a dancer, but she's constantly in her bra and underwear. Yep. Yeah, he calls her Miss Torso. And she's obviously like one of these like, the the pinup model style woman yes right yeah yeah yeah. so we have that we have the, there's a lady that lives below her that she's kind of by herself um there's the people who's lonely heart yeah the, the people, people who sleep the in the that sleep on the uh the fire escape there's they have the a hearing dog. Aid lady yeah. he also sees the uh this other couple that comes into this apartment uh, basically yeah. newlyweds coming yeah. into their first apartment together yeah. and i love that i love that you can hear what's going on right so yeah. we do get music and and score in this film at the beginning and end mm-hmm. and certain parts throughout but overall the music you hear is what's wafting in from windows o- outside and then yeah. just like the people talking like that's our soundtrack mm-hmm. and i think that's what i love too it's i, I just feel like you're there like you're yeah. just kind you're of just put in this in the you're like a fly on the wall it, i love it man mm-hmm. i don't know how much more to say that i that you ever see that 70s show when mm. they did a, an homage to this during an episode when oh, they thought no. yes it's when um they did a whole hitchcock homage thing and different uh movies were referenced one of them being like eric eric foreman had vertigo or some shit uh <laughs> but like i think it's fez one of them is hurt and is is, is stuck in the wheelchair in the room and they think that they see Bob kill Midge, and so it's literally it's literally the whole thing plays out. It's amazing. But anyway, um, back to the movie. We get introduced to these people, right? Mm-hmm. And we see what's his name, uh, Jeff, um, sleeping in his wheelchair. We start he's panning in a cast, around his apartment. Right, yep. he's in a cast. He's in a cast that goes down one leg and down up his, his hips. Leg, yep. Right. Um, yeah, we pan around his apartment and we, we see, see a broken things. camera. Yep. Uh, we see a picture of a, a race car f- kind of flying at the camera as it's <laughs> yeah. being wrecked. This is how he's telling our story, right? Yeah, he's yeah, saying yeah. and showing showing this whole thing. And I think during this time, Jeff's on the phone. He's talking to he's talking to like um, an editor or 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 his his uh, no. Agent well, that's or that's a little bit later. He uh, we we see around the apartment, and then it kind of goes to uh, a little bit later on where he is awake now. Yeah, um, and he's shaving, and then that's when he's talking to his agent. Right. Um, and, and the, you know, agent calls him and is like, Hey, congratulations on getting out of the cast. And he's like, you're a fucking asshole. It's not till next week, dude. And it's like, Oh, that's my bad. He goes, that's my bad, dude. So he's I like, guess we can't give you this job then. Sorry. And he's like, Oh, come on. You know, I need to get out of the swamp. Get me out of here. 
But yeah, man, he's basically through the conversation, we find out that he's a photographer, but he's this kind of photographer that's an adventure photographer. He likes yeah, to yeah, yeah. he likes to be out in the elements. He likes mm-hmm. to go and get the rough shots, the action shots, all those mm-hmm. things, right? Which he, he, he speaks on more. Yeah. Later on. Um, we also get the we also get the idea that like he is stir crazy. He can't stand being in this place. He's, yeah, been, he's been in there for, for six five, weeks, five six weeks. Yeah, and like all he and he makes mention that all he's been able to do is watch people. That's all he can do is watch people out. <laughs> Two the bedroom thing. apartment. All he's able to do is watch people out his window. Yeah. So uh, so basically, his 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 agent or or manager, whoever it is, is just like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. You're, you're gonna be fine. You'll be mm-hmm. fine. Um. Enter also an, uh, another person that's important to this yes. guy. It's the nurse, yes. the insurance company's nurse. Mm-hmm. Think about that, dude. The insurance company's nurse. Do insurance companies still make sure a nurse comes and takes? You know what I mean? Not anymore. It's all on you. you and look get at your how she doctor. took care of him. Look at the what oh, she did good. to take yeah, care yeah, of yeah. him. Massaging like an old friend. Him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Talking to him, giving him food, but she comes in and she's she sees him watching the 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 dancing All girl, the people. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And she says something like, uh, "You know, you, you you something about you know how much they give for peeping toms. You know what kind of a sentence they mm-hmm. give? They put mm-hmm. you up in a room or whatever it is with no windows." Um, <laughs> But but it's because he's watching. He's watching what's going on out on the courtyard, right? Yeah. There's yeah. a scene where this little dog comes over and starts like sniffing around where this guy this is is doing a flower bed, and this guy's mm-hmm. working on his flower bed, right? And this old lady next door is trying to tell him how to do his flower bed. It's getting too much water. You want to do this? He's like, Ah, I want to shut, shut up. up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's that guy's name? I forget his his name. War, uh, the, Warhol the, the or flower something bed like dude. That. Yeah, uh, Thorwald. That's, her la- that's his last name. Yeah, so Thorwald's telling this old lady, shut up. And that's when the nurse comes in, like, why are you peeping on these people? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so through th- their conversation, you you hear how he's bored, he's tired of this thing. And she mm-hmm. says, well, what about that that lovely thing, that girl you're with? Lisa. Uh, how about her, right? Liza. And he's like, oh, Lisa. He's like, well... He's like, yeah, but you know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm probably not going to be with her much longer. And so this conversation, and that's what you get. Like, mm-hmm. it's not all his action. Not all this no, shit no, happening. no. It's a very, it's just, very tone movie. And you're here to kind of insert yourself just in near be, his like life. Like I said, a fly on the wall for the next two hours. And ba- and based on his conversation, you get a lot of what's going on in his life. Mm-hmm. He, like I said, is an adventurer. He loves to do this kind of thing. And you learn during their conversation that this girl he's dating is a, a high class girl. She's yep, a model. From uptown. She, uh, yes, she lives uptown New York. She's from that kind of you know world. World. She likes expensive things. She likes these kinds of things. And he says everything about her is perfect, and that's that doesn't gel with what my lifestyle is. Yeah. And he's like, and so basically, you're getting the feeling that he's like he loves her, but he just he knows it's not going to work. Yeah. So he's just trying to like wait it out until it gets to a point where he's like okay we just can't be together mm-hmm. and this nurse is like that is what You're the hell is crazy, wrong with dude. you she's <laughs> like marry that girl and he's like no <laughs> i kind of feel like he and, and i mean it comes out it kind of comes across a little bit later you know through other conversation but mm-hmm. i kind of feel like he feels like he's not good enough for her too yeah yes you know exactly yeah. So I um during this time he's still watching people and he even references what's going on in their lives down there. He ca- he you know he says something about um who is it the broken heart lady Mrs. Oh, broken heart um, yeah Mrs. Lonely, Lonely heart. heart um he's like yeah she was doing this and that and uh, she's like you know you kind of stop watching these people you could you could do better blah 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 so she leaves now right see nowadays you don't got that problem you just put the TV on yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. back then and and even so maybe uh, I don't know. No, because it was fifty four. 
My dad was born in 57. They didn't get a TV till the 60s. Um, but even even if a TV had been available at that time, it would have been still too expensive because he and, doesn't have much money and they didn't, to I begin mean, with. I don't think like... And they didn't have programming like they do today. Enough, right? So I don't think yeah. he'd be sitting there trying to watch all day yeah. long. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So this basically is his TV. His window is his TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's watching people again. And so we get to see some more stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We see... I can't even remember what the like the sequence of events are that he's looking out, but like we get to see uh, Thorwall and his wife. You see his wife in the She's bedroom. She's sick. sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's bringing in her soup and talking to her and stuff. Um, he sees the the newlyweds come in. Come in. That's when he first sees. He them. starts, you know, he starts watching just people doing their thing, and then he starts getting a little tired, so he's gonna take a little nap. Mm-hmm. And it's when he wakes up is when Grace Kelly arrives. Yes, and. She's just basically like, here, I'm here, honey. Yep. You know, how was your day? What's the, what's going on? And he's just like, oh, you know, I've just been watching the people kind of thing. And he's like, oh, nice dress. Is that one of the dresses that you, what is it, once a day or something? Oh, you that, you, that you wear yeah. only once? And she's she says, like, well, it's because that's what's expected of me. Right. It's the job, right? They <laughs> yeah, give yeah, they yeah. they give her these dresses. She has I to wear them. I think they said like the dress was uh, like $1,100. Yeah, sent to her from Paris. Today, do you know what that converts to? No. Like eleven thousand dollars. Jesus! I'm like, Holy shit, dude! <laughs> For That's one insane. dress, and it was—I mean, it was a good-looking dress. Here's yeah. the other thing, dude: the way people dressed back, back then, then man. Was, oh, I know, I know. I love it. Mm-hmm. I do, dude. I mean, if I, I, right now I say, "Oh God, I hate wearing a shirt and tie," but there was something about the whole suit. It was, it was the, different the, then. Yeah, it was a different. Yeah, it was a different mentality then. I don't know. It just looks so sharp. It looks you know, so nice. Because back then everybody wore a suit and tie everywhere. Yeah, you went to you went to a hockey game, a football game. You're wearing a suit and tie. Yeah, and you Grace know? Kelly, dude, in this movie, my good God, no wonder <laughs> she was considered one of those like the you know like mm-hmm. the starlets. Like she yeah. was, those she bombshells was of the gorgeous, 50s. dude. Um, and she's got this way of acting that you're just like, it's, it's enrapturing. Like, like you're just kind of like, yeah, what? Sucks sure. You say whatever you want to say. Sure. Yeah. I'll sit here and listen. Right. And he's being kind of a douche to her too. Cause he she's is. like, he's, she's like, I want to take care of you and this and that. He's like, Oh, well, you know, you might want to go up, uh, back up, up your side of the town and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, what if we go, go to the, she names a restaurant 21, 21. I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think was an actual restaurant. And he's like. Oh, how you well, it was an actual restaurant, and they just closed because of COVID. They really? They're not opening after wow. COVID. Yeah. Yep. How do you suppose we do that? You got an ambulance downstairs? He says. She's like, no, I brought it here. <laughs> Opens the door. This waiter, a waiter comes there. in, has a whole thing of food. She's just like, just go ahead and put it in the wine, oven. Wine, got a pot of food. Yeah, dude. So they're like, all right, let's 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 have some dinner, have some wine. So um, they have some dinner. They have some wine. They're talking. She starts talking about her day. She suggests. Yep. This is where she, fir- the first time she suggests uh, him trying to move in uptown with her. And, yeah. And he's like, he's no, I can't it. do that. No. <laughs> She's like, well, why don't you just do that? Why don't you just like do your photography here? We could get you with fashion photography. Yeah, get a studio. Profile photography. Quit the, quit, the, uh, quit the magazine. He's like, what are you, crazy? Uh, do you know what it's like to live in a blah, blah, blah? And he's like, the, he, like that's his world. That's he his does life. not want to leave. That's like telling yes. Anthony Bourdain like you could never go travel the world. Yeah. Yeah. What? It doesn't make any sense. I know. Right? Um, but she loves him and she's like, I just feel like we're, we'd be good together. And this is where they're getting this kind of back and forth argument where he's like, he's like, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's not meant to be. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just not meant to be. And she's like, why you got to be such a dick, yeah, basically? Why you gotta be so goddamn stubborn. And um, she's like, all right, well, then bye. <laughs> she's, he's like, he's like, well, don't you, don't you mean good night? <laughs> she's like, well, I don't know when I'm going to see you next time. 
maybe tomorrow night <laughs> she leaves <laughs> said i'm not gonna you're not gonna see me for a while yeah at least not till tomorrow night so he's watching so he goes back to watching right he's mm-hmm. watching people and he's watching people get ready to go to bed and he's watching this dude who's writing music and while he's writing his piano thing there's this other guy back there winding the clock for yep. him yep you know who that yep. is yeah here's the thing you, I know, I know Hitchcock makes cameos in his movies, yeah. so I watched it for the first watch through to try yeah. and catch him. Did you catch it the I didn't first catch time? Him. Oh, okay. so before I watched it the second time, I Googled it so this way I could catch it the second yeah. time when we went through. Yeah. yeah, it's cool, huh? I love it, dude. Um, but yeah, he sees that. He sees. Uh, he sees the guy. The guy, uh, Thorwall. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a salesman, right? He sees this guy go in and kind of talk to his wife a little bit, bring her some dinner, and then he goes into his like the, the living room and it starts making this phone call. Phone call. Yep. And he's now he's starting to watch. He's intrigued because the wife gets, gets up, up, starts going to the door and listening, listening. and and then and like, she starts laughing. She yeah, like she, seems to confront him and starts laughing like like. And it's weird because I, I wasn't like she's sure. Him. Yeah, like I wasn't sure if that was it or if she was actually joking well, he was or upset. what was going on. Yeah, you could see he was upset. He got pissed off. Yeah. You know, he starts noticing some other things. And then he ends up falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, no, yeah. Then he wakes up at night because the thunder thunder hits. It's thundering and it's starting to rain. Uh, he's watching the people who are sleeping on the balcony get up and leave and stuff. Uh, well, no. Actually, well, he, um, well, she leaves after dinner. Right, and then that's when he hears a scream and a breaking glass. Later on, it's, oh, it's yeah, later yeah, yeah. at night now. Let's let's before mention the that. rain, before yes. he falls asleep. But, but after... nobody seems to be around. Yeah, the yeah, musicians' yeah. apartments dark. Everybody's gone. That's Miss right. Lonely Hearts. I don't know what the hell happened. Nobody's nobody says a thing. It's it's just yeah. quiet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now you know he wakes up because of the the, the, the starts thunder. raining. Yep. And he's looking out, and he's watching. He's watching the people who sleep on the balcony jump up. Yeah, I'm trying and to run scoot in, that, in the house. Dude drops the the, 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 the alarm, alarm clock. clock. And it's going off the whole time. <laughs> that would be so annoyed if you're sleeping. You oh my god! Yeah, going off. especially especially if uh, it's right outside your apartment on the ground. Yeah, I'd be like, you know, he's watching all these people do their thing, and then he watches the the salesman, the Thorwall guy, leave his apartment mm-hmm. in the middle of the night with a rain jacket and with a briefcase. His, with his briefcase out into the rain, right? Mm-hmm. He looks at his watch. It's 1.55 yep. a.m. Then watches him come back. At 2.35 a.m. Watches him leave again. Yep. Watches him come back again. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck's this guy doing coming back and forth and back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and there's like this series of him keeping falling asleep, waking up. People are getting home. Yep. Uh, the musician finally returns home. He's yep. drunk. Miss uh, Torso comes home finally and has to keep some dude out of her apartment <laughs> who's trying to get in. Yeah, damn, dude. Yeah. He's fucked up. Uh, but you're seeing all of this play out, right? But he's noticing this. He's like, what the hell's going on here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then he falls asleep, and then he doesn't wake up till the next morning. Right. And here is one thing that he misses, a very important thing that us watching it, we're like, fuck, we wish he would have seen this. Thorwald leaves again. Yes. With a woman. Yep. And we watch him leave. Mm-hmm. And then when he wakes up, he sees it's the daytime, things are going on. Yep, he's getting his massage from Stella. Yep. We watch. There's a there's a there's a little, and I don't remember if it's a little bit later. I mean, it's not too far later because there's this moment where the little dog is out there and he's digging at the rose garden, mm-hmm. and Thorwall comes down and just yeah. kind of scratches the dog's head and, and scoots nudges him, him along. away. Yep, yep. And he you know covers up the dirt. And some he's more. and he's telling the nurse Stella right now about this guy's comings yeah. and goings yeah. at night and how it's a little weird. Like, what yeah. the fuck's he doing? Like, this what? is where he's. Why do you think this that is when would he's happen? starting to question it? Yes, yeah, why, this would, is where why would it that starts. happen? And he's trying to look to see the wife's not there. Like he's noticing weird things, right? Mm-hmm. 
And she's just like, you know, like you, you really need to stop this. Yeah, you're starting to this drive yourself much. nuts. Yeah, it's like don't d- don't keep doing this. Yep. Is this then you see Storwald packing a suitcase. Yeah, and and it's weird because I didn't know what we, it looked like. It was a suitcase of jewelry, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, it was. But yeah, so he's packing a, a suitcase of jewelry because that's what he's a salesman. He's a costume jewelry salesman. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then and then what he does is he uh, Jeff grabs his camera, mm-hmm. reels himself grabs over, the grabs the camera so he can get a better zoomed look. With, Big old he's got telephoto, massive fucking lens, dude. And this is where he sees in the kitchen Thorwald's uh, wrapping a uh, a saw and a knife. Well, it's not even a knife. It looks like a little machete. Yeah, it's like massive. he said. It, he said it was a, a butcher knife and a saw, but yeah. that's not a butcher knife. No, nah, it bro. looked more like a machete. It was like wrapping a little it machete. In newspaper, yeah. like you would a fish. Remember when Luca Brasi when they sent the yeah. fish? Yeah, that's and what he's it just like. like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You know what? I think he killed his wife. <laughs> I think he killed his motherfucking wife." So from there, we cut to it's later in the evening that night, right? Mm-hmm. Lisa's back. Yep. And she forgave him already. And this yeah. is that scene, this close-up intimate scene where she's nuzzling, nuzzling him and trying mm-hmm. to get him to like make out and stuff. And he's just like, so what do you think about this? Like, If, if this was going on, what do you think would be happening? And he starts now? questioning, like, how does one even cut up a body? Like yeah. the process of how you physically, not like how, how, how do you mentally do it, but like how do yeah. you actually do it? Yeah. Yeah. And this, and, is, and this is what I mean by there's some very gruesome parts in this movie yeah. um, without it actually being gruesome or right. even showing you anything. Right. Thing, right, but there's what not a saying, drop of fucking blood in this movie at all. What they're all. saying is making you think yes, about that stuff, yes, right? Yep. Uh, they're making out and stuff, and and so he's try he starts getting more and more into the story, and and literally telling Lisa like, mm-hmm. "This is my thoughts. What do you think of this?" And she's just like, "Oh, would you stop? Like, knock it off. Like, the, yeah. I'm trying to be with you right now. What the <laughs> fuck, bro? Like, why are you trying to tell me about a body? Like, come <laughs> on, bro, right?" What's his name comes home? Well, he comes home and, and he goes into the bedroom and the, and the blinds are drawn. So you can't yeah. see. The only thing you see is a shadow. And it kind of looks like he lifts something heavy, yep. putting it on the bed, right? Yep. And she starts saying, you know, if there were, if he really is a murderer, right. they're not going to let you see. Why do you think he's going to leave his windows open right. and let you see what all this What are you, an stuff? idiot? That's what she's saying to and him. And then this is, this is what you're talking about. Yes. The this, trunk. This shock. She stands there like, And this is when oh, she starts shit. believing. She's like, holy shit, maybe you're right. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. And he's got this huge trunk, dude. That he's ro- I don't know what he's tying around it. If rope. it's rope or whatever. Yeah, but he's trying yeah, to keep it sealed it shut, right? Yeah, yeah. Boom. Now, mm-hmm. now she's like, invested. All right, cool. And now I she makes you. her first trip over to get yeah. the name and the address off the mailbox. Yeah. Gives him a call and tells mm-hmm. him what it is. And then she goes home for the night. Yep. Real quick, I want to mention one thing because this is a really cool shot that I love. Oh, yeah. That night, he looks over and he sees the apartment and it's just dark in there. Yeah. Except the orange glow of a cigar. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that is, <laughs> that's a cool shot. Because you know that dude's, yeah, the 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 salesman smokes cigars. You yep. see it early late, earlier in the film. So, yeah, sitting in the dark, the glow of the thing, that mm-hmm. is fucking nice, dude. Yeah, dude, that was a good shot. All of a sudden, it's the next day, and his buddy's here. Yes, right. Doyle. He's a he's a detective, mm-hmm. and he's just like, yeah, dude, I think he's murdered her. Well, the uh, the nurse is here too. So oh, she's, she's here listening. for this that's conversation. Right. That's yep, right. Yep, yep. She's listening in on it. And they're discussing, they're talking about it. And he's basically telling laying it all out for him. He's like mm-hmm. he's like, Yeah, but like that doesn't make any sense. Why would he do yeah, that? Where's your blah, evidence, blah. dude? Like he's like, just go over there and, and check it. I was like, Yeah, no, I just I it doesn't do work that. that way, right? He says, I'm not gonna report it, I'm not gonna tell anybody. I'll I'll do a little bit of further yeah. digging, but I go and take a look at some yes. things. Yes. And so he leaves and he and the nurse are talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. But he watches his 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 
friend, the detective. He watches him like out in the distance. Yeah, you see him through the alleyway going uh-huh. over. So you know he went over snooping around as well. Yeah, and then this is where the nurse is just like all into it too. He's like, "Well, she, he better move that box. The blood's Before gonna get everything." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> leaks. Yeah, dude. It's another like <laughs> gives you that image of a yeah. body in that box, fucking. Leaking. Well, again, back then it's not like you could show that. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, dude, did we get that? Yep. The moving men arrive. Yep. To take the trunk out. We watched, yes, we, that's the thing. We see moving men arrive to take it. They're like, hmm, yes. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stella runs over to grab the name off the truck of the moving company, but she, she misses it. She can't get it, yep. And that's kind of cool because he's got this like, because again, the set's the courtyard. You can see everybody in the apartments and he's got this one little sliver. Alleyway where you can alleyway see down more to the layers. Street, and that's it. Because you see, well, there's the sidewalk, there's, the there's street, a restaurant. The restaurant, the yep. so you can even see inside that restaurant. Like, yes. There's that scene at night when it's Lonely nighttime. Lonely goes over there later. Dude's out there setting the table up out on mm-hmm. the sidewalk, and you're like, holy shit, it's like yeah, a bustling dude, complex, little area. Man. Yeah. And then he's talking with Doyle again. Yeah. But yeah, so he's like, he's kind of he's kind of basically just saying, dude, you're you're crazy, dude. Yeah. This is too much. So basically, he's like, I talked to the tenant, the, the, mm-hmm. the building owner. I talked to one of the neighbors, and they both saw him leaving with his wife. Yep. They went to the train station to send his wife off to the country. And he's like, well, how would they know that? He's like, trust me. It, that's what it is. We checked on it. The train station said that they saw mm-hmm. him put her off. And, and so don't worry. He's not it's a fine. killer. Stop yes. being an idiot right now, right? And this is when he tells his buddy, go break into the apartment. Yeah. And he's, like, <laughs> he's like, I can't do that without a warrant, dude. Come on. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, he's like, yeah, no, dude, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to entertain this anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have a good night. And well, this is also where he reveals that they got the note from the wife up north, so it, it it makes it look like okay, maybe maybe she actually did just go north. Yeah, maybe she isn't dead. Yeah. So Lisa's over there too. There, mm-hmm. she's like, "You got it. You got to go check it out." This cop's like, "No, I'm out of here." So then he's sitting there and he's talking to Lisa and he's looking over. Thorwald returns home with some laundry. So this is when he starts thinking. Uh, Jeff starts saying that he's packing his shit and he's taking off. So yeah. he calls Doyle again, and says, "You got to get over here." Because this dude's trying dude's to gonna take leave. off, right? And I'm telling you, he murdered his wife. And when and you're, you're gonna lose him, I love when you're watching. You're watching what's going on mm-hmm. in, in the dude's apartment where he's packing. You can see the mattress is rolled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the the wife was in before. The mattress mm-hmm. is all rolled up now. So and he's, he's looking. Rid of it. Um, he gets on the phone and he's talking on the phone, and now he's looking through his wife's purse. Yep. And this is when we see the three rings. Yep. Uh, and then Lisa gets there. Uh, Jeff fills her in on all these new developments. Um, and then Thorwald leaves again. So. To try to scare him into into like you can't leave because whatever you're gonna have to meet. We got to get in there and see if we can get anything. In Jeff's mind, he's like, we got to get into the apartment, mm-hmm. and he says we're gonna scare him. We're gonna see if he reacts to this. This will tell if he the way he reacts is gonna tell us if if he did it. And that's when he writes this note. He writes this note to say, hey, we know you did it, mm-hmm. and he sends mm-hmm. Lisa over there. So then we watch Lisa walk over there. We see her in the building. He's following along on the telephoto lens. We see him. We see her slip the note under the door. We see from the inside. Thorwall notices, yep. walks over, picks up the note. And is like, what the fuck? Starts looking for her. We're watching Lisa kind of avoid him up and down the stairs. Through the hallway, yep, on the street. And then that's it. And so he's like, all right, now we're going to watch. We're going to see mm-hmm. what he does here, right? And he does. The dude looks all guilty. He starts acting like he takes off, right? The whole so, time so, he's still talking to, to his buddy, saying, You got to come and yeah, do this. Yeah, he's calling him and telling he's like, him he's no. trying to drill him to come over here and nail the this. The nurse guy, is in nothing. on this. Nurse is in on it. The lease is there. Mm-hmm. They're just like, What can we do? So then he says, All right, we got to get inside that house. We got to get. We got to get into that bag. We got to see what's going on. Well, because well, Lisa makes a comment that like, 
a woman's not going to leave her her bag her, around. Her well, her her wedding ring. No one's going to leave. She None even asked it. a nurse. She says, Who, "When do you ever leave your wedding ring at home? Right. Do you ever even take it off?" She's like, "No, right. I would never." Right. So now he wants to get him in there. It's the flower bed. They go to dig in the flower bed, and then that's when Stella goes and breaks in on her yeah. own. Did he call yet? He didn't call yet. Yes, he called. He called him to get him out of the apartment so that they could go and do the digging. That's what. That's what, That's how they do it. They mm-hmm. decide we're going to go see what's under the flower bed, yes. right? Yep. Because it looks sunk in. And mm-hmm. They're like, there's something buried in there. Yeah. That's yeah, when yeah. that nurse makes a comment about like the body's pieces being buried. Being like buried straight up it's and like, down. What the fuck, yeah, dude? dude. So yeah, they're like, let's go see if we can't dig and see what that is. Mm-hmm. And so Jeff's like, I'm going to call him. Mm-hmm. And get him out of the apartment. Give you about 15 minutes. So he calls him. We watch the guy answer the phone. And he's like, I know what you did. And, and did you get my note? And he's like, yes. Who are you? What's going on? He's like, well, meet me over here right he's now. Bar. Yeah. Dude's like, no. Who are you? And then he hangs up. And then he watches the guy get like all like, what the fuck? Freaked out. Yeah. And then he goes, yep. heads out. So they head downstairs and start digging down into that flower bed looking for something. Something. Anything. He looks down. The nurse looks up at him and is like. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. He looks over at Lisa to see what Lisa says. Lisa's not there. She's running for the fire escape, bro. Yep. She's climbing up there to get in the apartment. <laughs> and she does. Yep. She gets in. She finds the bag. Mm-hmm. Opens she's going the through bag, the bag. And she's just like, it's Stella's empty. back at the, um, at the apartment now watching because they see Lonely Hearts is about to kill herself. Yep. So they call the cops to call about that. Yeah. And then she stops because the music stops her from the musician, but yep. they're already on the phone with the cops. Yeah. Thorwald gets home. Yeah. Thorwald starts getting home. Yes. And you're like, holy shit. They're yeah, watching this. is where this. like the tense, the tenseness really starts building. Dude. What's her name? Uh, Lisa runs into the other room to hide, right? Mm-hmm. Thorwald comes in. He notices shit's not right. He's like, the fuck? We watch, so we don't hear any, like, we don't cut to that scene. We watch, watch it, from it from the vantage his apartment. point. Yes. We can only hear little muffled noises and things. Mm-hmm. He catches her. It's like, oh shit, right? She's busted. He's got her on the camera. Like, he's literally manhandling her now. She yeah. starts screaming for Jeff, and he's just like, I can't do anything. Like, what can he do? Dude, it's the worst, man. I can't do anything. But yeah. then they're watching the cops get there, right? Cops get to the door. Do, 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 do. Throwing wall, let's go of Lisa. Goes to the door. Cops come in, mm-hmm. and we see him talking to the cops, and then he points to, to Lisa, mm-hmm. and we watch the cops go and arrest Lisa. Mm-hmm. But not before yep. she flashes her finger at her hand. And she's got she's the ring. She's got the ring on. Yep. Um, and Thorwald sees it. Yep. And this is when he looks out and looks across and sees the- uh, uh, And he sees- Jeff and Jeff. Stella yes. in the apartment. And this is and where it like, all oh. starts going downhill for them. They're like, oh, Fuck. <laughs> Stella's like, I'll go get her out of the police precinct. I'm going to go mm-hmm. bail her out. She pieces out. And he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ. And he tries to call Doyle, but Doyle's yep. not home. Yep. All of a sudden, phone rings. He answers it. And he's like, Doyle, you got to come quick. He knows everything. And then he stops. And he goes, oh, I should not have said that. Yep. Yep. It's Thorwald. Thorwald. Yep. So then he knows this dude's coming. Mm-hmm. He's coming for me. Right. He's getting all ready. He's turning all the lights off in his apartment. He's yep, pushing yep. himself like back he, into well, a corner. Well, he's like trying to figure out where he can go to hide. And but he's it's like, like what are you going to do, dude? You're, you're, you're in a cast in a wheelchair. So dude. what does he do? He grabs his flash and backs up to the window. Yeah. That's all he can do. And a whole bunch of bulbs, bro. Yep. And uh, dude comes in. And the light goes off in the hallway. Oh, it's so <laughs> and effective. The darkness. Up, dude. Him just standing in the darkness. Yeah, just you don't that... see his face. Just his, no. his silhouette. Yeah. yeah. He's like, And he doesn't even like... And and when Thorwald first confronts him, he doesn't even come in and try to go at him first no. of all. He just says, What do you want? 
Yeah. He's like, I don't have a lot of money. What do you want? Who yeah. are you? Why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, so it, it was a weird confrontation. Jeff at the wouldn't talk to him, though. No. And he's no, like, he's silent. speak to me, you son of a bitch. And then and he, he starts, starts walking, walking towards forward. Him. Flash, right? He sets off the flash, covers his eyes so it doesn't bother, bother him. him. Jeff does, and and Thorwall is like blinded. Mm-hmm. And I love this thing the where effect, we get, dude. yeah. So Hitchcock then gives us the view from Thorwall through mm-hmm. his like eyes. We're, we're looking through his eyes for, a and POV. we're watching his eyes readjust to the darkness from a flash. So mm-hmm. we're watching this kind of orangey thing go like yeah. back to normal, you right know what I mean? down, yeah, back to normal. Um, Which and, again. Ingenious and ahead of his time for the effect of that man. Yes, I don't know. Dude. Or I don't to think even I've... think to show that that perspective. Yes. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yep. Um, and he starts keep taking more steps and, and flash. Jeff keeps setting off the flash, flash. and he finally gets to him. Yeah, they start. They he start starts tussling, throws him out of the wheelchair on the bed. He's choking him, dude. He's yep. like, then he's like, "Fuck you, dude! I'm throwing you out, out the, the window." window. He's hanging from the window. Every he, everybody's scream, he's screaming. Everybody's coming out on their balconies and watching mm-hmm. this. The cops are arriving now. Stella's there. They're like, yep. "Oh Jesus Christ!" He's hanging from a thread. Right? The cops are running up to the thing. His buddy shows up. He's talking about, "Give me that gun!" <laughs> and he points it, and then like, the two, oh, there's Jesus. two cops behind him right away. I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally um, hit his buddy. The cops get in there and grab Thorwall. Thorwall drops Jeff. Jeff falls. Does this like fall thing? The old yep. Two guys Hitchcock. down there to kind of break the fall, kind of catch him so he doesn't like die. Mm-hmm. Um, they get him. Yep, and they, he starts. They get him, they arrest he him. starts confessing. He yep. killed his wife. He did it. He's ready to take him to where the body is. Yep. Um, they ask uh, uh, Stella. Uh, uh, somebody asks about the uh, the flower bed. Yep. And they say, uh, well, the dog was poking around, so we dug it up. It's up in a, in a hat box in his closet. Isn't that But they crazy? never say what it is. No. Never say what it, it is. It makes you go, oh, God. What was it a hand? Was it a hand? Foot? Was it a head? Was the it head? Yeah, dude. Oh, God. Um, it makes your mind go, dude. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they get him. Mm-hmm. And and then and then we get another scene a call, sometime later. We're yep, not quite yep. sure. Everything's kind of back to normal. Yep, everybody's Courtyard about their business. Um, we see that Miss Lonely Hearts is uh, taking an interest with the musician. Yeah, yeah. Um, we see uh, Miss Torso's guy come home yep. from the service. Yep, yeah. Oh my God, that makes you, <laughs> that makes you go, what the fuck? Because let's mention this throughout this movie as we she's see Miss Torso, dudes. she's entertaining dudes. There's one time she has like four or five guys over. Right. So it's nice, though, because we see these other stories play out that aren't a main story. So like Mm -hmm. Miss Lonely Hearts, we watch her um, have this thing earlier in the film where she's having dinner with somebody that's not there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. And so you can tell that she had somebody that she lost, that she loved, Mm -hmm. and she was trying to pretend and make her way through something to, you know, kind of be happy. I'm thinking it was an anniversary of sorts. Mm, And then she's just defeated. She can't keep doing it. So you see her going to depression. Kill herself later. The musician, right? Um, we see him writing music. We see him entertaining huge parties. But when the parties are going on, he does not look happy. No. This is not making him happy. This yep. kind of world, this playboy lifestyle is not making him happy. So when they end up together towards the end, because it's his music that stops her from killing it, it's this cool little thing that we yeah. see come together, right? Yep. Um, the you people, see the newlyweds? Yeah. How they're the finally newlyweds. settled in the apartment? Yeah. Bickering like couples do, you know what yep. I mean? And it's funny how we see throughout a lot of it, their shade is closed, mm-hmm. and uh, Stuart's 
uh, his reaction a lot of times and the, these kind of things he's doing, you're alluding to the fact that it's closed because they're newlyweds, so they're, so they're fucking, 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 fucking. Yeah. And every time dude opens the, the shades, he's trying to smoke a cigarette. He's only in his boxers, and he's just like trying to take a breath, and his wife calls him again. And he's just like, <laughs> like oh, all right. God. Right? Like, uh, so we see that. Like, yeah. And we then see them, towards we see the, the end um, where they're bickering now. Yep. We um, see the um, uh, the fire escape couple. Got a new She's puppy. Got a new dog because yep. uh, uh, Thoreau, whatever the fuck his name yep. is, killed the other one. Yep. Um, and then we see Jeff in the apartment. Yes. In a new cast. Yep. <laughs> sleeping. He's got <laughs> yeah. both legs in a fucking cast. Yep. Um, but Lisa's there on the bed reading yep. a magazine. Yep. Um, so you can see that they're in a good place. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to see. And it's nice because at the beginning... She wasn't adventurous enough for him. She yeah, yeah, would yeah. not be somebody who would be think on her toes in the middle of danger. She mm-hmm. wasn't somebody who could hang with him, basically. Yeah. And he knew that she's just too good. Like that's this isn't her world. Yep. But he watched her climb a fire escape. She and he watched break him, into somebody and yes, risk her life and man. wrestle with the guy. Like yeah. he watched all this. So now he knows. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they're in a good place because. But. And when I say that they're in a good place, it's not just because of that. It's because if you watch all these neighbors, and this is an interesting, cool little development that you pay attention to throughout the movie. Um, all these neighbors are in some weird sort of place in a relationship, just as he is. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. now at the end, we're seeing everything kind of all the ties, uh, the yeah. knots being done and everything's yeah. kind of settled. And it's, it's a compliment of where he is in his relationship with her, yep. where everybody else is How as cool well. is it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, all the way to murder even, right? Like can't stand your wife that you murdered yeah, her dude. so you could be with your girlfriend because yep. that's who that woman was. It was the woman that like he was cheating on his wife because with. Because he even, well, and he even tells, uh, and him and Stella are even talking at one point about, well, you know, some people, sometimes it's better to leave than stay. And she's like, yeah, well, that's a shitty thing to do. Yeah, okay, well, this dude murdered his wife. Yeah. What about that? Yeah, no you know? shit, right? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so dude, all these little nuances like throughout the movie that complement each other. I'm going to tell you this. Which make this movie so much better than just a movie. The more you watch it, the more you're going to notice. Pick more out. You're going to yeah, see yeah, yeah. so many different things of how, how the the layers of the city, the way mm-hmm. these things are done. The le- And again, you know, we'll talk about that in your tidbits, but like... It, it's an entire set. Everything yes. about it is a legit Paramount yes. set. Yep. One of the biggest of its time when it was done, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently it was modeled after a real courtyard area, mm-hmm. like, but it wasn't the one that they say in the movie. No, I don't think so. It was based on, on Greenwich Village. It was supposed yeah. to be Greenwich Village. but Loved it. Yeah, dude, this was a good one. I'm glad you yeah. suggested this. I'm yeah. glad you brought this to the table, and I'm glad we we watched it. Okay. And again, I'm always nervous about watching movies from this time period. There's yeah. a lot that I do like. Yeah. Um, but I'm always nervous. I'm always nervous. I have a reservation in my in my my mind. Yeah. But this one did it for me. Nice. So. Nice, dude. What else do you have on tidbits? We know Alfred Hitchcock was in the film. Yes, obviously. Um, so let's just get right into it because we've already touched on a little bit the set. Okay. Oh. Took 50 men. Two months to build this set, supposedly. Wow. It cost somewhere between $75,000 and $100,000 in 1954. Wow. Today, uh, in 2022 at least, that's $840,000 to $1.12 million. Just for the set. Just for the set. Not the salaries. Nope. Not the not the union workers. Not nope. the food craft table. Just not the electricity. The and it legit the looked like a city in a courtyard and buildings. It will, didn't and let it me have, break it, it didn't down. Didn't have its own like sewer system or, or let plumbing me break system it down or some for you, shit. Chris. This is why this cost is so expensive. Because um, Thoreau, uh, why, can't, why can't I remember his name? Um, 
Thurgood Jenkins? Yes, that guy. Thurgood <laughs> Jenkins, the murderer. Thor- Thorwald. His yeah. entire apartment building, all those apartments were fully functioning apartments. That's crazy. Running water, electricity, everything. Um, so they literally Very built realistic. an apartment on this soundstage. Wow. So when you're looking at it, right, and we're in, so uh, I guess Hitchcock spent most of his time directing this movie in Jeff's apartment. Yeah. Jeff's apartment is at ground level. Yep. If you think about the way the soundstage is. What they did was they removed the floor and built into the ground to drop it to get the courtyard down below. Gotcha. That's um, dope, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's wild the way this was built. It included 31 apartments in total, supposedly, and 12 of them, the ones in Thoreau or whatever his apartments, were all fully functioning. That's fucking awesome. I um, love it. I guess when people were coming and visitors were coming to the to the studio to visit, they everybody wanted to see this set because it was unheard of. Hell yeah. Does it still exist? I don't believe so. Oh my god! I don't believe so. I've been on the Paramount to lot. Think and about I never this even being heard of tur- this set torn while I was down. There. I just feel like God. I know, like this should have been preserved. It really should have. But then, I guess, like the lighting. Yeah. They all available extra light that wasn't being used for anything else had to be used on on the studio lot. And it looked natural. Um, it looked like a yeah, legit dude. Outdoors. And they were able to they were able to get the lighting on this set to be able to light this set to make it look like daytime. Yep. Morning, dusk. Yep. Dusk, early evening, and nighttime. But what a marvel, man! I Unbelievable. love it. Like, and I that's think just that's a task I... in itself. You're not not only are you making a movie in 1954. At a one of the biggest studios, yeah, that's been around for years. But now you're building this kind of set, dude. That's right. just unbelievable, man. That's, yeah, that's a job. That's a task. Let me tell you, dude. That's one of the things that I just absolutely loved about it is the set and the fact that it feels like a stage play. Yeah, when dude. you watch a lot of what you're seeing from his mm-hmm. perspective, it legit just feels like a stage play. Like you can yeah, yeah, yeah. pull this off as a stage play. I'm you could. Sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean. To, uh, I think it could be done. It, it could be Easily. done. Easily, yeah. It very well could be done. But again, I said Hitchcock spent a lot, most of his time directing from Jeff's apartment. So yeah. all these people who were at other apartments, other places, they all were wearing flesh-colored earpieces. Oh, interesting. So that he could communicate with them. Nice. And speak with them. Um, and I love that there's so much going on at once. Yes. Like you have to watch it more and more so that you can just kind of see other everything. things. Because again, I've seen this movie so many times, yeah. but today, or not today, but the last, uh, when I watched it last was when I noticed for the first time, like the scene later on when their cars are going by, but you can see the guy setting the table for dinner that night. Mm-hmm. Like it's, the he, they're bringing the table the outside yeah. onto the sidewalk and, and getting, again, there's cars, there's cars going by on this set. Yeah. There's, there's, there's moving trucks going by. On yeah. This set. It's just crazy, dude. It's wild to think about. Love it. Um, and then the only other last piece for tidbits I have here is I guess, um, the original negative for the film. Actually, there's two more things. The original negative, I guess, was considerably damaged Ooh. as a result of the color dye fading uh, in the early 60s. Yeah, you can definitely see this is mm-hmm. color dyed, like the way it's colored. Um, there's a scene in it where, like, what's his name? Teddy? Is that his, the detective's name? His friend? Um, Doyle is his last name. I don't know his first name. Doyle. You can see him throughout the movie. He's fine. Mm-hmm. She's a blue-eyed guy. But there's, like, one scene where it's, like, all of a sudden, it's ice blue. His eyes. He looks like mm. fucking Sub Zero. Yes, dude, I You're remember like, that. What the shit? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, going dude. Not with the coloring here. A few times you can see like like uh, Jimmy Stewart's eyelids are mm-hmm. kind of gray. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then it's it's a weird kind of thing. It's weird yeah. how they did coloring back in the day. Oh, it really yeah, is. very, very, yeah. 
But I guess a lot of the yellow image dyes uh, had faded considerably. Yeah. And there were fears that it was uh, un- undoable, unfixable. Uh, until but the digital preservation age. experts were actually able to, um, to restore the original Thank colorization. God. But it's weird because I don't know when they did it because, last thing, the... When Hitchcock died, I believe, this is one of three or four films that the rights he left to his daughter. Oh. So this film was not available for the longest time until they did a um, a re-release of it in the 1980s. Wow. So I think between when it first came out in theaters and up until that re-release, I think ABC showed it once, but they had shown it on TV without permission even. Wow. Yeah. So you couldn't even, it was very difficult to even see this movie back then. After yeah. It came out. I love it, man. I lo- absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. one. Good call. So I'm going to tell you this. Okay. The, the next one we're going to watch. Okay. I've never seen. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I've heard so many good things about it. It's always been on my list of Hitchcock films to want to watch. That's why I said, let's watch this. Oh, okay. One of the things I know is that this was, so in Hitchcock's, in his career, he was, you know, he, he had all these movies, he was making a name for himself, but then he made a bunch of duds. There was yeah. a bunch of movies where people were like, oof. He was making movies. I looked oof. it up. He was making things yeah. since the 20s, dude. This is the movie that people were like, whoa, Hitchcock is back. Ah, okay. So that's why I want to see it too because I'm interested to see. So this movie also came out three years earlier than Rear Window. So I'd okay, like to so see. 51. Yeah, I want to see what was it that people were like, oh, like Hitchcock's back. And then- we got rear window three years after that, right? Mm-hmm. So what what was he what was he doing? What kind of things was he kind of getting? I want to see what kind of camera shots he does in this. I want to see how he directs people. I want to see because that's the beauty behind Hitchcock. For me, he's a visual filmmaker, yes, so yes. he's very meticulous with specific shots a certain way, mm-hmm. right? He invented certain types of shots and stuff. So, like, I I, I want to see what he does in this film. Like I said he's way ahead of his time. On top of the fact that I've heard it was a great film, so we're checking out Strangers on a Train. Word, it's gonna be good times. Alfred Hitchcock, man. Yeah, yeah, heavy yeah. hitter, dude. So, okay, now you got Psycho. Mm-hmm. Now you got Rear Window under yep. your belt. Yep. One more to go for this one, and then we'll see. And then if you want, you can pick the next one. Okay. Or you want me to just keep saying, hey, let's watch this one, that one? Oh, there is one that I do want to watch. Which one's that? The Birds. Oh, that was going to say. I'll say if I have to say one more for sure, it has to be The Birds. Yes, because I've never seen The Birds. I've always wanted to, but I've yes. never seen it. So. Oh. Okay. Yes. Cool. <laughs> let's do that after Strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Strangers on a Train next week. After that, The Birds. Cool. Sweet. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time. Make sure to head over to social media. Get on the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the Twitters. The OTS Pod, Out of the Shadows Podcast. Give us a follow. Mm-hmm. Give us a rate. Comment, like, subscribe, send money. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, keep your eye on the shadows.